This episode is brought to you by Splash Refresher. Splash Refresher spices up my daily water intake by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Every Splash Refresher flavor is delicious, bright, flavorful, and zero calories. I don't waste time on flavorless water I don't enjoy. I just drink Splash and I like it. My favorite flavor is the lemon. It really does taste like lemonade. My favorite is the mandarin orange flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Hello and welcome to Childproof by Betches Media. I'm Tori Phantom. And I'm Gwena Leithland. This podcast is dedicated to parents who can't wait for school to start again, even though Christmas break hasn't even started yet. But Christmas changes kids and they're going to pull their hair out. That was a lot. Are you are you okay? I am so good. I'm so ready for Christmas. <laughs> if you listened to last week's episode, you know that we were talking Christmas and we are going to continue to talking Christmas. That was in English. But before we start, I need you to listen to me very carefully. We're going to parent you about this right now. The following episode is not safe for small ears. Your children should, under no circumstances, listen to this episode with you. Spoilers ahead. We will be talking about things that many of our listeners like to not let their kids know about around this time of year. There are spoilers. There are definitely spo- day-ruining spoilers. Do not let your kids listen to this episode with you if you are not ready or have not already had a very Christmassy discussion about a certain person who loves Christmas just as much as we do. Just as much as we do. I hear some jingling bells that are telling me, do put not your headphones on. let your kids listen. If you are Bluetoothing this in your car and your kids are in the backseat, turn it off. This is not the episode. This is not this time. It's not the one. Wait till bedtime. Whatever. We don't want to ruin Christmas. Okay. If at this point you are still listening and your kids are still in earshot, it is because you have conscientiously chosen. You cannot get mad at us if your kids hear a thing that you weren't ready for them to hear yet. All right. So please, please, if your kids are nearby and you are listening to this episode, put your headphones on or pause. This is not... This is not the episode to share with your littles. Yes. You cannot say we did not warn you. (laughs) This is the warning. uh, The 30th time in in 30 seconds, I think. We're going to do it for about 10 more. And then we'll set the timer. But for now, make sure little ears cannot hear this conversation. It is of utmost importance because we care. We care about you and, and the way that you want to handle Christmas with your kiddos. And this episode is not for them. Spoilers, sweetie. Big, giant, hot cocoa flavored spoilers. The opposite of the Grinch. (laughs) Okay. If your kids are still listening, it's not on us. So let's set the timer. All right. So Christmas morning. Starts at 5 a.m. Negative. At the latest. No. (laughs) 100% of the time. We do it different. Christmas doesn't start till the sun's up, first of all. (laughs) If the sun's not up, it's not time to Christmas. Okay, you're wrong. But where I do know we agree is Christmas morning 
is a protected time. Yes. I do not care how many family members are in town. I don't care what pageants are happening. I Nope. Christmas does not leave our house until noon at minimum. Yeah. We're not going anywhere until at least. Uh, we can noon. leave a little earlier because we're up a little earlier. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but Christmas morning is for the people who live in the house. And it is a very it's special the roof time. People. If you live people. under my roof, <laughs> you can be there for Christmas morning. I will I will make allowances if we happen to have like out of town family members. Thankfully, where we live and the arrangement of our family, there are no out of town family members. They yeah. all live in town or, or right. within an hour or two of us. But if they're staying at your house, they're technically a roofer yeah. that night. They're a roofer, so, right. So if they've yeah. stayed at my house, they're welcome to join us. <laughs> no, if you lock them in the bathroom. Just <laughs> <laughs> Stay in the bathroom. Here's some meat sticks. <laughs> Just toss some Ritz crackers at them. Here. The Merry Christmas, We'll be bitches. back for you at noon. <laughs> <laughs> it's Christmas morning. It is ritualistic. Okay. <laughs> it is. It is. Some of the tradition is brought from childhood because Christmas morning was my favorite day of the year as a kid. Yeah. My brother and I would get up far before the sun came up. Mm-hmm. And no lights would be turned on. We would scurry out and we would just sit on the floor. We knew better than to touch anything. We would <laughs> never. Was, uh, we, we had fear instilled in us. So we wouldn't touch it. Yeah. Just look at, we'd it. look at it. And yeah. we would sit there and try to make guesses. And we would you do that sit weird there. head crane where you're trying to see around one. Or like to trying see- to see like whatever's closest that we can't touch, but we can read whose name is on it. Right. And we would talk to each other about how we definitely were the one who knew Santa was there last night because Mm -hmm. he would say like, I saw these red sparkles in the sky. I know Mm -hmm. it. And I'd be like, well, I heard hoofs on the roof. I heard that. So, and we would sit there and just tell these magical stories. And it was, it was so special. And so, I mean, we don't always get up at five in my house now, but like if I wake up early on Christmas morning, there is no way I'm falling back asleep. Right. And if the kids are up early, like whoever's up first, like the rule is not before five. Yeah. But if it's five, like I get it. It's Christmas morning. It's fine. But we get the the Yule log, uh, the image of the yeah. Yule log on the TV. <laughs> Fire. And I get out. I have a Burl Ives Christmas vinyl. That, yes. That comes out. We listen to the Christmas music. I have my coffee. Mm-hmm. Nobody's thinking about food. We're not. We're not doing that. We go through our process where everyone opens one gift at a time. And then when we're done, dad is on cleanup duty and opening all the boxes. And mm-hmm. I go and I, this is Christmas breakfast tradition for my childhood, eggnog French toast. <laughs> that's nice. We do eggnog French toast with like fruit and bacon and all the fixings. But that's, that's my job Christmas morning is, all right, you guys are christmas out. I'll make food. We're, we're actually the opposite of that. So we don't do breakfast at all. We, we do a grazing, like I'll typically buy Danish or some sort of breakfast roll or like fresh muffins um, or so, some years I've made the muffins, but I make them the day before. So they're not like fresh, fresh, but they're homemade, mm-hmm. whatever. But growing up, Christmas breakfast was the thing because I had a very small family. When my parents were together, it was just my mom, my dad, and me. Uh, When my parents divorced, it was just my mom and me. That was it. Mm -hmm. So our big meal was breakfast because breakfast is super duper easy to make a lot of things in very small quantities. 
Yes. You just cook four eggs and a couple strips of bacon each and a sausage link each. You're not, there's not nearly as much waste mm-hmm. as cooking an entire turkey for two people. And it's a lot of breakfast foods are a lot yes. cheaper, like to make French toast with the right. white bread. You don't, yeah. it doesn't have to be bougie. Mm-hmm. Um, so growing up, what would happen is first it was sun up. If the, the sun had to be up before I was allowed to come out of my room and then I could go get my parents or my mom, depending on what year it was. And Santa would have visited the night before. And he very cleverly left me a couple of unwrapped presents because we would have our big Christmas breakfast. I was allowed to open anything that was in my stocking and Mm -hmm. I was allowed to play with any unwrapped gifts. And it's fascinating how Santa managed to get me a gift that was age appropriate, but would take me a long time to get into or to set up or would (laughs) occupy me for a while. So my mom had enough time to cook our big breakfast and then we would have Christmas breakfast and then we would go about opening the rest of our presents from each other and and the the presents that Santa left wrapped. You are only the second person I have ever heard tell me that Santa didn't wrap their gifts. I Not all of them. He wrapped some of them. He left one or two out. So mom could cook this breakfast. This worked for me as a kid. As a kid, I would have had questions about that. I, <laughs> Jim it told me that in his family, the gifts would gifts from family would be wrapped and everything from Santa is not wrapped. And I'm like, well, who, how would you know whose was whose? And he's like, well, you know what you like. You, you would know. And I'm like, yeah, I like the. I like the act of opening, so that's wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Did you know that summer is so close? I've been trying desperately not to think about it. And our kids are going to be home from sunup to sundown for several months. I love them so much. I love spending time with them. I have so many exciting things planned, but we're also going to have a lot of downtime. We need things to do for the rainy day that are going to keep them engaged and help them to be creative. And I found the solution, KiwiCo. Oh, it's raining and gross outside? Cool. Would you like to dig up dinosaurs or build a windmill? Those are the Kiwi kits we have. KiwiCo encourages kids to get outside explore and stay off their screens. Awesome projects from the summer adventure series like the Bottle Rocket Kit, where kids build an actual bottle rocket, help to turn outdoors into a playground of learning and fun. We've made the Bottle Rocket and it was incredibly fun. You'll be surprised at how high quality the materials are too. These are real engineering, science, and art projects for children. As a parent, it can be hard to find creative ways to keep your children busy and challenged. KiwiCo does the legwork for you so you can spend quality time tackling projects together. Build the best summer ever with KiwiCo. Get 20% off on your summer adventure series at KiwiCo.com with promo code CHILDPROOFSUMMER. That's 20% off your summer adventure at KiwiCo.com promo code childproof summer once more kiwico.com promo code childproof summer the weather's getting warmer so it's time to stow away those jackets and sweaters and break out the shorts and tees i wanted to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune luckily i found quince now i've got a lineup of timeless pieces that keep me looking effortlessly chic year after year okay yes it's time to put away the sweaters unless you married a polar bear i definitely married a polar bear and he keeps this house at a number i don't want to say because it's too low my saving grace is that i get to wear the softest cotton sweater it's so 
cozy and it's bulky and I love it and I get to use it all year round. Quince sweaters are so good. Quince has amazing items like premium European linen dresses, blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, timeless 14 karat gold jewelry and so much more. The best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Quince cuts out the middleman by partnering directly with top factories and passes that savings on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to quince.com slash childproof for free shipping on your order in 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash childproof to get free shipping in 365 day returns. One last time, quince.com slash childproof. So my question about the way that you do Christmas now mm-hmm. and maybe perhaps how it was done as a child. Your Christmas tree during the Christmas season, are there uh-huh. gifts under it? No, we have placeholders that are just meant for looking nice. And okay. really they're they're the fancy boxes that our Christmas ornaments live in. They mm-hmm. live under the tree so it looks nice, but it's not our real gifts. No one thinks there are real gifts. We don't put real gifts in those boxes. Okay. Because that's Jim's family, as they buy gifts, they wrap them and put them under the tree because that's not from Santa, like Santa comes Christmas Eve, right? Yeah. But we adopted the method for my childhood, which Jim and I had to have a conversation about because for him, it was like, why wouldn't, like, if the, you have the gift, why wouldn't you put it under the tree? Like, mm-hmm. and I'm like, no, listen, here's why. Here's why all of the gifts, like, this is the story, okay? I put all of my gifts under the tree Christmas Eve night before I go to bed and then Santa comes uh-huh. after. And then yeah. he puts all his presents there yep. because when you wake up Christmas morning and it is like night and day, there was nothing. And now it's like brilliance uh-huh. and it's like, yeah. it's special. Yeah. So that's, that's how we handle it. Uh, but and Santa has his own wrapping paper and it has his face on it in some capacity because he's like really <laughs> self-absorbed, but uh, <laughs> you know, that's Santa in our house. He has his own wrapping paper. Yeah, because my kid is like me and she's got a lot of questions. We do on on Christmas Eve, sometimes on the 23rd. It kind of depends because, again, big family. We have Mm -hmm. multiple Christmases. Some of them take place on Christmas Eve. The only time that I can carve out to protect for just my roof people is Christmas morning. So we may be going to family Christmases on the 23rd and the 24th. And then again, Christmas afternoon and then maybe the day after because there's just a lot of branches. Okay, yeah. So. The Christmas Eve or maybe the 23rd, depending on where we have to go and what time we're getting home, we will put our gifts from each other under the tree. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Santa bolsters it. Santa also will sometimes rearrange some Christmas ornaments just so it looks a little fresher. Mm -hmm. Santa will obviously add his. He'll fill the stockings. And then he also adds, he brings the pickle and the pickle present. Uh, because we have a pickle ornament and Santa hides it when he visits and whoever finds the pickle gets the bonus pickle present, which is weirdly almost always cash or a gift card in some sort of puzzle box. That's so awesome of Santa to do that. Uh, Yeah. Jim hides the pickle and I had never heard of this until I met (laughs) Jim. And so when he's like, we need to get a pickle and I was like, you hate pickles. (laughs) <laughs> what, are you, what are you talking about? We need to get a pickle. I was very confused by that, but we don't have a prize for the pickle here. Uh, <laughs> we, we, Christmas morning here is definitely, it turns into chaos, you know, 
It's, mm-hmm. As much as you try to control the wrapping paper situation, it's not. It's still it's, everywhere. It's everywhere. But Santa in our house, he also, he writes, he signs his gifts in cursive. So, so there's always the plausible deniability. That is not my handwriting. One year, Santa's <laughs> dumbass decided that Santa's paper was going to be covered in fucking glitter. <laughs> we moved out of that house. I pulled out my Christmas decorations. I still found that version of glitter because it was a oh, very yeah. specific type of glitter that was no, on Santa's wrapping paper. You can't ever clean up glitter. You don't clean up glitter, you move. It's in this house now. Yeah. That stupid Santa glitter is still in, it's in this house. Damn you, Santa. Fuck you, you stupid. Wow. <laughs> that escalated real quickly. I mean, it's, it's, you know, parenting and glitter. We all feel that way. <laughs> Here's the thing: is who are we really going to have to blame? Okay, so warning, guys. Remember that warning. This is your last chance. Here, here it comes. Okay, three, two, one. My dumbass bought the stupid wrong ass paper. I don't know why the hell I thought glitter paper was going to be the way to go for Santa's gifts. Are you Santa? We're all Santa. We're all Santa. Yeah, we are. But I also refuse to believe that Santa's not his own person. Uh, That is a thing. (laughs) That I have always, like, Santa is so special to me. And I, I love these ideas. Like, I hear so many things online on all this discourse of, like, the ways mm-hmm. to, like, break the news to your kids and the ways to talk about it. And, like, for me, I'm like, I will never tell my kids. I don't care if they bring proof. I don't care if they took pictures of me. No. Right. Santa is real. Yeah. And and Santa comes if you believe in him. And, like, to this day, okay, my mom sends a box of gifts, including mm-hmm. weird candles sometimes. Um <laughs> She sent me a scuba diving phone case last year. For all the scuba diving you do in the landlocked state of Kentucky? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. But it doesn't matter. Okay. Because in that box, because she sends a box of wrapped gifts. Mm-hmm. And it's a game my brother and I like to play of like, what did mom get you this year? <laughs> it's always, it's, it's still fun because does it's she, so obscure. Does she still include Santa gifts? Yes. They yeah. still say from Santa. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's just a special thing. And I know everyone has very, very polarized views on it. And I don't mm-hmm. think there's any like right or wrong way to do it. It just is what feels right. And in our house, it's just, I mean, I'm positive my eldest knows, but it's one of those things you just don't talk about because it's just a fun, magic, special thing. See, and I have come from, I have the unique ability to have been in a Santa house a Santa less house. And now again, a Santa house. Let, let me explain. So okay. when, <laughs> it's going to be a bit long winded. When I was little, I loved Santa. I, I whole, whole self bought in full send into the magic of Santa. My mm-hmm. mom gave me the Santa key because we didn't have a radiator or a fireplace. Mm-hmm. So she found an old ass key. She put some nail polish on it and we hung it outside so Santa could get into the house. He could only use Santa magic. So no one else could like walk in and unlock our house. It was okay because we didn't live in a super safe area. <laughs> only Santa's magic made this key work, but that's how we got in the house. Like full send. And then my parents got divorced and I went with my mom and my mom did not have an education. She did not have any work skills to to speak of. She went and she fixed all that. She's doing great. But when they first split, my mom had been a stay at home of the 80s with no marketable skills with which to get a job. Mm 
So my eighth and ninth Christmases were rough. She managed eight with the help of her parents. Nine, she had to sit me down and say, I don't know if you already know this, but Santa isn't coming tonight. When you wake up, everything will look exactly as it does right now. There will be no gifts from me. There will be no gifts from Santa. Santa can't come. Now at nine, I had already sort of had the inkling. Like some of my friends had already caught on because their older siblings had told Mm -hmm. them some, some had already come to the conclusion that Santa wasn't a a person that came into their house. So I, I was already sort of on the trail. And I remember feeling so betrayed, not by my mom though. I was never mad at my mom for giving me Christmas magic through Santa. What made me feel so betrayed was the following days when I got back to school and we went to church at the time, what did Santa bring you? Fucking nothing. You knew, you knew this whole time that Santa wasn't real. And you put this entire burden on my freshly single mom. You all knew and you contributed to this. And now none of us get a Christmas. And and how is it fair that that kid got a fucking Super Nintendo and that kid got socks from Santa? Does Santa like mm-hmm. that kid better? Right. Or does he just dislike the sock kid? Like I was I was mad at the world. Mm-hmm. And Santa was probably the easiest place to, to put it. Sa- Santa was the easiest place to put it. So when Abby was born, I decided I'm not going to risk that. I'm not going to give that to her. We talked about the spirit of giving. We talked about doing nice things for people. We talked about the spirit of Christmas being, you know, that feeling inside us that makes us want to do a nice thing, to to clean up a mess that isn't ours, to pick up a piece of trash we didn't drop, to help someone that we don't even know. That's all that goes into what makes Christmas so special. So we go out of our way to do really nice things all year round, not just at Christmas time, right? And then we fast forward a few years. I what I gave Abby was there are people who they can't understand the spirit of giving. They need it to be as a person when they're little, little. So Mm -hmm. you can't take that away from them. That, that isn't going to help them learn how to be good, generous, giving people. If you take that away too early. Now you're a smart girl. So I know that you didn't need the, the guy, but the idea is the same, right? So, so we don't take that away. So when the littles were born, I straight up asked Abby, do you want to do Santa with the littles? And she said, yes. And I said, why? She said, because even though I always knew the truth and I completely understood and I agreed that we do nice things all year round, when it would come to Christmas and everyone got to play this magical game, and even though I knew that they were going to learn the same things that I was one day, I sort of missed being able to play in the magic too. Oh. And when I say just knife to the gut, <laughs> right, right, best laid intentions. <laughs> well, and that's the thing I think that we always kind of want to remind people when it comes to parenting, and especially with the platforms we have, where it can be easy mm-hmm. to be like, "Oh, you two must be perfect parents." No, no, we're not. <laughs> nope. Not even close. Even for people that you might look to as like someone who is inspirational for your parenting, right? Mm-hmm. Sometimes we try to correct something or course correct because of something in our childhood and we yeah. went the wrong direction. We absolutely went the wrong direction. Uh, or we went too far, right? Yeah. Like that's a thing that happens too. And the reality is, is that that same technique with Abby could have been perfect for another kid. Yeah. Because not every choice we make as parents is perfect for 
mm-hmm. even every one of our kids. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I imagine that was a, a knife in the gut, but at the same time, like your heart was in such the right place. Yeah. And now she gets to do the magic. Right. I was I was trying so hard to spare her that betrayal. It, it's it's when you look at generational traumas, generational curses, and you're working to break those cycles. Mm-hmm. I really got focused on how bad it felt. Now, was I really mad at the Santa thing or was I really mad at the circumstances? I was really mad at the circumstances, but my brain twisted it around to Santa was the problem. Yeah. Santa was, was never the problem. It was hard to get back to that point and, and yeah. find that perspective when right. it's been such a long held belief. Right. And that's, I think, a thing that we hear a lot about is the idea of how much does Santa bring? And we see it a lot. And I love that we see it a lot of like, please Mm -hmm. make sure that Santa doesn't bring the most extravagant thing because that kid who just got socks is going to be devastated by the kid Mm -hmm. who got the PS5. If you've never been the sock kid, you want to bristle. Well, that's not my problem. You're right. It's not. You're right. It's not. But that's part of being a a conscientious. That village that we all complain about not having. This is how we participate in the village. Yes. And so in our house, Santa brings a couple things per Mm -hmm. kid. Just a couple. And it is always the number one thing the kids want. Now, I've said this and I've had some some pushback. Like, so you're doing that thing where you're giving him giving them the most extravagant. No, no. My kids do not want the extravagant. They have an oddly specific thing they want. Mm -hmm. So a couple of years ago, my kiddo wanted a genie lamp. That was her number one gift she wanted. Okay. I have no idea why, (laughs) but that was what she wanted. And I found this really cool genie lamp that was like embossed in these like really nice rhinestones, Mm -hmm. you know, like we're not breaking the bank for it. Right. And it made her whole day. And so it's like, that's what I go for. Like Santa's bringing the magic, that very obscure mm-hmm. thing that you wanted. Yeah. Oh, Santa's Santa's going to find it. And so that's that's kind of the route we take and maybe some like little things like last year one of my kids got one of those like cube squishies that look like a cat. Yeah. She loved it. Loved yeah. it, right? That's the thing that I knew she would like and Santa brought that for. Her. Perfect. Mm-hmm. But it's it's just a couple things that are typically more special, not yeah. more expensive. And also yeah. I'm never going to let Santa outdo me, so <laughs> right. Yeah, that's that's where I'm at is if we're trying to teach gratitude, it feels more important to teach gratitude toward a person that you can look at and that is really real and not mm-hmm. just a personification of an idea. Like, yeah, yeah, we can be grateful to Santa, but Santa isn't a human being who's going to look back at you and say, you're welcome. Whereas I am. Grandma is. Aunt Tildy is. Mm-hmm. Like, th- those are when we're practicing gratitude. It feels more important to be grateful to a person in front of you rather than, again, a concept, uh, a personification of the spirit of giving or the spirit of Christmas or whatever you you want to make it. 
Spring has sprung, and that means it's time for spring cleaning. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. So you can make sure you're shopping smarter, not harder, no matter what you're purchasing. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of a spring wardrobe refresh, new warm weather bedding, or a flight for that summer getaway. Other apps give you points that don't amount to much. With Ibotta, just add your offers in the app, upload your receipt, and get real cash that you can cash out to your bank account, PayPal, or gift cards. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers, including all of your favorite grocery stores, Lowe's, Macy's, Sephora, Best Buy, and more. Right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 just for trying Ibotta by using the code CHILDPROOF when you register. Just go to the App Store, Google Play Store, and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use code CHILDPROOF. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use code CHILDPROOF. I am so happy that warmer weather is finally back and we can get to enjoying some time in the sun, but springtime always brings those unwanted guests, pollen and seasonal allergies. Luckily for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin clear with Claritin D. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode and providing us with samples. I have seasonal allergies. My husband has seasonal allergies. So from about April till June, we all sound like this just constantly. This is what we sound like without Claritin. It helps so much with being able to enjoy springtime and outside without running a water faucet for a nose. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter. Ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. Hydrating doesn't have to be boring. Splash Refresher spices it up by putting fun and hydration in one. Because as a mom, I already have my hands full. Splash Refreshers are delicious, bright, flavorful, and available in five craveable flavors. It has zero sugar, zero calories, and a splash of sweetness for a hydrating and delicious beverage you'll come back to again and again. My favorite flavor is the lemon. Uh, It really does taste like lemonade, so I'm getting hydrated, and it just feels like I'm drinking lemonade. Splash Refresher perfectly blends refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, wild berry, acai grape, pineapple mango, lemon, and mandarin orange, Splash Refresher is there to satisfy your need for hydration with a little flavor. There's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. They are delicious, bright, flavorful, and hydrating, and zero calories, so you can have fun flavored water without any guilt. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart, or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. And that's one of the things I also love about Christmas and Santa is leaving Santa cookies. Now, I know Mm -hmm. this is another thing where everyone does it differently. Okay. I, this is a whole thing because you know me, I love baking. Mm -hmm. So we, every year, like as a family, we do Christmas cookies for days in advance. And Mm -hmm. I always like do quarter badges because you ever look at a cookie recipe and you're like, what do I need 52 cookies for? (laughs) Stop it. I'm going to lose interest. I literally want eight of these. I can do the math. 
Yeah. And so we do chocolate crinkles every year. We do mm-hmm. the like the Hershey Kiss peanut butter ones. Yeah. And then we'll do like one or two others that we kind of throw in the mix. But those are like the traditional. Mm-hmm. And we leave one of each out. And what I've learned is watching my kids every year as they begin to write, they start leaving letters for Santa. Yeah. And not not in the bring me this, bring me that. Like, I hope you're having a nice night. Yeah. Tell Rudolph I said hi. Thank mm-hmm. you for coming. And it's like they'll like draw them uh, pictures. And I have never told them to do this. This is just yeah. a thing. And so I have created a Santa handwriting because Santa writes back. Oh. And my kid keeps every everyone. She mm-hmm. loves it. It's her favorite thing. And, you know, because you have to you have to leave some of the cookies in the crumbs. But that yeah. also means like I get to eat cookies at midnight. So. Right. It's always great for me. We <laughs> we don't have one particular Santa menu. Uh, we don't always leave cookies. Sometimes we leave cookies. It, it completely depends on whether we went over to Papa's for Christmas Eve. Um, <laughs> sometimes Santa gets a sandwich. Now, the one thing that is very static for us is we make sure to include the reindeer. Yeah. So we go outside and we spread reindeer feed, which is biodegradable glitter, a luster dust, and birdseed. Yeah, uh, we did that a couple years, but I often it's like Christmas Eve night, and I'm like, oh, we forgot that again. But we'll put like we'll put like baby carrots on the plate with the yeah. thing, and then I just put them back in the fridge. <laughs> Eat the cookies, put away the carrots. I make sure to um, when we spread spread the uh, reindeer food. We have a walkway, so I make sure that a bunch of it hits the walkway as we mm-hmm. spread it out, and then I just go outside and sweep it in the yard. <laughs> when I was a kid, we did we did the rain, reindeer feed when I was a kid, but I did like it better. Had, if I still lived there, I would, because mm-hmm. where I'm from, we have this thing called seasons, you see. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. Look. And when I tell you that reindeer feed on some, like, fresh snow, and with mm-hmm. the the twinkling lights across yeah. it, like prettiest thing ever. But like Kentucky winter is just cold and muddy yeah. because we get the same <laughs> precipitation, but it's like two degrees too warm. So it's, it's cold rain, but it's just mud. Yeah. And so I'm like, yeah, let's put the, the glitter in the mud. <laughs> Beautiful. That's, that's why we use uh luster dust because if it's still raining, it just washes away the luster dust. It's gone. Oh yeah, no, for sure. But it's like it's so special to the money. <laughs> See, mud. and having grown up in the same state, like I just have the expectation. This is what winter looks like. It's sort of brown and spiky. Yeah. Um, it's just all dead yes. grass. We don't have anything covering it. Oh no. Um, if you if you catch snow here in Kentucky, you will find me outside in short sleeves dancing in it. I get so <laughs> I love that this state shuts down when we get like the idea of snow because that means I get to fully enjoy it. We're not going anywhere. <laughs> I get to okay. just dance in it. <laughs> so one of the one of the online discourses that floats around constantly, and there's there's always I'm I'm just know that I'm mentally girding my loins for the hate-filled emails we're going to get for this particular episode. All right. Yeah. Is Santa a lie we tell our kids or is it something else? I don't think it's a lie. I don't think it's a lie either. I think there are plenty of times we do lie to our kids. And if you tell me you don't lie to your kids, you're You're lying to me. (laughs) It's like, it's literally a natural human thing. It's, Mm -hmm. it's, it's a, there's, I mean, we've done a whole episode on lies. There's different levels of lying. Yes. I, I will say my dad, when I was a kid, my dad said to me one day, I will never forget this. We were like out 
outside at night and the stars were beautiful. Like I lived in the middle of nowhere and we're just chatting. And he said to me, if you can't find magic in the world, that takes the wonder away. And what a sad way to be. And I was like, it was so profound. And it, like, if you knew my dad, you would know really that's insightful pretty rare for thing. your dad. Yes. Yeah. It's not my typical dad. I'm pretty sure it was because he was telling me he believed in Bigfoot or something, but like, <laughs> Uh, you know, because for him, it's we it's, take the life lessons where we can get them. Yeah, we take them where we can get them because, like, that that's the truth with my dad, who we don't have a great relationship. It's very complicated, but at sixty-five years old, he still loves Bigfoot and the idea of aliens and all of these things. Yeah. And it's like it's not that he fully believes in it, but it's the idea of wanting to believe in it that makes it. It's the magic in the world. Yeah. Because there is magic in the world and so and, and it's created by people and we're yeah. magical for it. Like how special is that? I, I don't think it's a lie. I think it's magic. See, you don't go to a magic show and think that person's lying to you. Right. It's just it's magic. And it's even magic. as an adult, like I there's there's a trick to that. I just can't see it. I don't know how to do that. I don't have the skill. To me, the idea of Santa is no different than the idea of the transmission of my car. <laughs> I have no, no idea, idea how, how the transmission on my car works. Um, no idea. I, I, it's mind blowing science to me. And I recognize yeah. it's actually kind of old technology. We figured it out a long ass time ago. Right. No clue how it works. Do you could tell me till you're blue in the face. I would still just go. Okay, so if I do the levery thing, it's going to go-go, right? (laughs) That's all I need to know. You just just turn the thing in the brindle. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So so to me, it it is no different. I don't need to understand how my transmission works. I need to know a few things of what it sounds like or feels like or acts like when it's not working. That's mm-hmm. an important thing for me to know. I need to know the steps to take when it does stop working. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to know the risks of not taking care of it properly. But I yeah. don't actually need to know how it works. Arguably, I'm sure there are people out there, well, you should know how your car, I'm not gonna. Look, no, there's not that not. much space in this noggin. I'm not gonna. I, I used to be able <sighs> to change my brakes, but you know. I can. I know when there's a problem and I know how to seek resolving that problem. That's enough for me. I know when it's making a weird sound. <laughs> The same thing goes with explaining really difficult concepts. And when we get to talking to our kids about doing nice things for people for the sake of doing nice things for people, when we talk about altruism, when we talk about giving, when we talk about helping and charity, sometimes it's easier to personify that to give the motivating factor to why are we nice to people? Well, because we're supposed to be, says who? Now, for some people, you've also got religious values and cultural values and personal morals that influence this. But I found, especially since I've got to do it both ways, I found it's much easier to give some personification of these concepts. And so the idea of giving and gifts and gratitude that's that's what Santa looks like for us. And for a little bit, we have to view him as a dude. And then eventually we realize, no, it's been us the whole time. The whole time it's been mom and dad showing you how to give well. And now it's your turn. Now you're Santa. I love this so much because we are on totally opposite ends of the spectrum. Are we? <laughs> uh, Santa doesn't teach my kids shit. <laughs> He's just... 
the big jolly guy who brings presents. It's that's just it. Some things don't have to be a learning experience. Like that's and that's not a judgment. Like I love yeah. that you've done all of these thinky thoughts about this thing. Yeah. But for me, I'm like, Santa's coming. you know and because we are getting gifts for each other i mean my eldest kid will not buy anyone a gift she handcrafts them yeah that's her thing and it's not a thing because like well i don't have money i'd say well do you want me to bring you to the store no i'm gonna make something Mm -hmm. and she does and she puts so much thought into it and you know for me last year she drew me this beautiful picture of a possum with a bunch of baby possums all over it gorgeous. I mean, you've seen her art. She's an incredible artist. Mm-hmm. And so she puts real effort and that's mm-hmm. her thoughtfulness, right? Right. And so because as we've talked about, it's we're teaching these ideas of graciousness and being grateful and generous and considerate mm-hmm. and thoughtful where we're talking about these ideals all the time that like, yeah, we have to re-up that conversation and, and pull it back out, have it again before we go to like family functions. Right. Right. But generally speaking, it's like I haven't had an issue on Christmas where I'm like, man, I wish I spent more time talking about this specific thing because, mm-hmm. you know, I, I think it's just the way that we have those conversations in our house anyway. Like, why are we nice to people? Well, how do we want to be treated? What do we want to put out into this world? Those are the conversations we're having in such Mm -hmm. a way that like, I do understand how personifying those things could absolutely be helpful. It's just not a thing I had considered until this conversation. (laughs) And I I love that. But for us, it's really just like Santa's coming and we're very excited because presents. Well, here's here's part of the reason why I was so stuck on that is because of my childhood experience, because of the way I... I momentarily lost that magic. It took mm-hmm. me a sec to find it again. I'm glad you did. I'm so glad you found the magic. <laughs> By the time baby number two comes, you feel superhuman. You totally have it all figured out. You got this. But then the reality sets in. It's more than twice the work and can sometimes feel like absolute chaos. It's obviously not always going to go right, but you'll take any opportunity to make it a little easier. The Honest Company has a new line of calming products for the whole family, so your little ones will go down easier and you can have a moment of honest relaxation. The Calm Collection is a line of dreamy and calming lavender products to help make you and your baby's bedtime routine smoother. They have lavender wipes to clean up sticky hands and messes, a calm lavender bath and body set that's both gentle enough for babies and soothing self-care for moms, lightweight lavender body oil to help wind down before bedtime, and fun purple printed pajamas made with 100% certified organic cotton. The sooner your little ones go to bed, the sooner you are able to relax. For a little while, anyway. Their Calm Lavender Collection is made with lavender essential oils that help calm babies before bed. And their super absorbent overnight diapers have up to 12 hours of leak protection. With a focus on sustainability and clean products, The Honest Company works with toxicologists at their in-house lab to create eco-friendly, safe, and effective products you can feel good using. Body products are naturally derived and designed for all skin types, while their diapers are made with plant-based materials that are ultra soft and super absorbent. Good for your whole family? and your environment. Try Honest for yourself. Shop at Target, Amazon, Walmart, and Honest.com. Here's what I'm really excited is Abby. Abby gets to be Santa and she is so excited about it. She's done it for a couple years now. She volunteered to wrap all of Santa's presents because she's the reason we decided to reintroduce Santa. So I was like, yeah, wrap all of Santa's presents. Um, They're going to be way less familiar with your handwriting than with ours. Mm-hmm. So she's she's full on, full scent, loves yeah. it. Absolutely yeah. here for it. 
And she's very excited because I asked her, I was like, so when this comes to an end, when they either figure it out or we no longer need to lean on the Santa personification to understand how do we get out of this? And she goes, we'll have to find a way for them to be Santa because I got to be Santa when I learned the truth. Now they get to be Santa. And since there's no littles underneath them, we'll have to find other ways for them to be Santa. I love that. I was like, deal. <laughs> we can do that. And in, in our house, the one thing with Santa is that I will never use Santa as a threat. I'm not going to tell Santa. No naughty list. We're not worried about that. We don't have the naughty you list. Are, you are good kids who make good decisions most of the time, just like any human does. You are not naughty for making a mistake, especially during Christmas season. Like everybody's right. a little wild. The, I feel like Santa ends up getting weaponized as much as he does yeah. getting... Right. And so for us, because Santa only brings a couple special things mm -hmm. and there's no worry that if I'm not good enough, because I, I am a person with anxiety, which might be surprising to hear. <laughs> uh, and knowing that anxiety, like that was an anxiety when I was a kid. Was I good enough this year? Mm -hmm. And it was weaponized against me. Well, yeah. I'm going to tell Santa, you better, better be careful. You don't want to get coal. Right. And like, I knew that we had a, a coal stove for our heat yeah. in that house that I grew up in. And I was like, I don't want that. You know, so it was yeah. like terrifying. And now I don't think my kids are like that or are like me in that anxious way. Mm -hmm. But it's also like I don't want to soil it. It is just yeah. it is just a pure thing once a year where there just gets to be magic. It just gets to be good. Yeah. And yeah. I desperately need that. I desperately need it to just be good. And so it is. Well, and that's that's another part of the reason I got so thinky thought about Santa is a part of us and eventually we don't need the man anymore because we can we can be Santa for others is I hate the idea of the naughty list. So the way we approach it is Santa's magic builds throughout the year. Every mm -hmm. time you do something nice, every time you go out of your way to help, every time you make a decision for the good of someone else, you're adding just a little bit more to Santa's magic. You're adding just a little bit more to the magic of the season that's coming up at the end of the year. And then mm -hmm. it, it in no way influences what gifts you get because we do the same. Santa gets a couple small to mid-sized things. Yeah, just special um, stuff. It's just special stuff. And he fills, he fills our stockings, which I'm not sure if Santa is filling mom and dad's stocking because Santa is so tired of buying tiny little shit for mom and dad's stockings. My goal every year is to remember we have stockings. <laughs> It's what what goes in them last year. I sent Jim to the gas station on Christmas Eve. <laughs> and I was like, you Watch find something, sir. You find something. There's got certainly some else. weird toy. Dude, he brought home like ding dongs and like some weird gas station toys. That's what went in the stockings because I nice. remembered that stockings existed uh, at eight o'clock on Christmas Eve. I'm the worst at stockings. Um, <laughs> Santa hates stockings in our house, by the way. We get socks in our stockings just because they fill fucking room. Yeah. So one of our family mottos, because of course my family has a fucking motto. Is there an acronym? Is, it's not. Shut up. <laughs> the more good you put into the world, the more good the world gives back. It's not a one for one exchange. It's not a, I did a good thing. I expect a good thing. It's, I need to be the best person I can be all the time. And eventually yeah. it's going to come back around, even at the hard times, even at the worst times. 
I'm doing the best I can. And that's what's important. I need to have some sort of conversation like that with my kids. Cause I don't ever talk about like the world gives back good to you, but that could be mm-hmm. the trauma. Uh, <laughs> I don't have an expectation for that, but for, for us, uh, the goal for us is always integrity. We do the right thing cause it's the right thing to do. We do the right yeah. thing when no one is watching and we do the right thing when no one else is. Right. And with that, it's like, there's never the expectation of reciprocation. Yes. And, you know, perhaps that's a hopeful tidbit I could put in my kids' heads that like, hey, if you do good, you get good. But also like, who cares if you get good? You're doing good. And that's good. Well, and sometimes the good you get is the good feeling for having done the good thing. Yeah. There's weirdly, there's an episode of Friends Mm -hmm. where one of the characters tells Phoebe, there's no good deed that's just good for the sake of being good. Mm -hmm. Like there's no true altruism. You get something out of doing good. You get a good feeling out of helping someone. So that makes it not truly altruistic. And I'm like, false. You can, just because it makes you feel good does not mean that it was a truly altruistic thing to do. Sometimes the good the world gives you back is feeling good for having helped. Yeah. Yeah. Not every good thing is tangible. Right. And, you know, and it's in those little moments with your kids when you notice how much this is sinking in. Like Mm -hmm. last year, there was a book fair and I went, I got to go to the school. There was an event, but some mm-hmm. of my kids' friends' parents weren't there. So they yeah. couldn't go during that time. They didn't have, their parents didn't give them the money for it. And it was just a couple friends. And we get to the book fair and my kid looks at me and goes, they're really disappointed. Do you think, like they have these cute little pom-pom pens. Do you think that I could just, we could get a couple and I could just put them in their desks as like a surprise since mm-hmm. they didn't get to go? And I'm like, absolutely, I will pay the $5 for a crappy pen from the Scholastic Book Fair Mm -hmm. for those three friends who missed out. Yeah. 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 Because that was, that was her thoughtfulness. My, my cash, but her thoughtfulness. Yeah. And it was like, she's like, I'll get less. I'll get less for myself. Like I'll skip a book Mm -hmm. if we can do that for them. Like that's, that's Santa. I was so proud of my fives. I missed a note. It got... That came home in my son's backpack, which was the wrong backpack for it to come in because my son's backpack is chaos. Mm-hmm. It got shoved all the way down to the bottom and tucked under something that doesn't come out of his backpack. It was under his library book. Mm-hmm. And I'll pull his library book. I'll look at it. But it only comes out on nights that we're going to read the library right. book. So I missed a note about the can drive. And I didn't actually find the note until after all of this went down. But my daughter came home one day. She goes, Mom. I was like, yeah. Mom. Someone's not getting Thanksgiving. I'm sorry, what? What? Someone's not getting Thanksgiving because I didn't bring any cans. Oh, poor baby. I was like, what is happening? I still wasn't following her. Right, Um, right. No, they had had a canned food drive and every classroom's goal was to gather an entire Thanksgiving dinner. So they had a whole menu and all of the shelf-stable items and we have a very generous donor Um, that gives turkeys to the school to then turn around and put together whole meal boxes that we pass out at a separate event. Um, Because my my town is very split. We have some very well-to-do folks living in our town and we have some very struggle bus riders in town. We've had donated Christmas dinners. I have too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Angel Food provided an entire uh, meal for every holiday for a year. Every single holiday. If Angel Food didn't give it to us, we weren't eating it. Also, very quick before you finish what your five-year-old did here, my friends who are listening, if you are in a financially tough place, 
I want you to let go of the shame that comes from asking for help or using things like these services that provide Christmas meals or toys for your kids or any of those things. I want you to let go of that shame because there is no shame in needing help and you deserve it. And that's what they're there for. And you using it doesn't take it away from anyone else. There is no shame. I promise you, I I would bet good money, at least 50% of the people there at the place where you have to go apply for the Toys for Tots or ask for the box of Christmas dinner or get the help, at least 50% of them were people like Tori and I, who we did it. Who we did it. It got better and we don't have to do it anymore. So we give back. Mm-hmm. I take food drives so fucking seriously. You say you want four cans of green beans, I'm bringing 16. Yeah. Because I have the ability to purchase 16 cans of green beans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so my daughter came home and she was so upset because she was she was assigned canned corn. Mm-hmm. I I didn't know that because they get into their after school mode. They swap papers with each other. So mm-hmm. her note about her needing to bring canned corn ended up in my son's backpack buried. I missed it. And so I was like, oh, no. OK, so here's what we do. And we immediately it was bedtime. I was like, it's OK. We'll we'll make this up. We went to the store and I bought an entire Thanksgiving meal plus the extra cans of corn and sent that up to the school. I, I looked at the whole list because they had the whole list on the yeah. little paper. I looked at the whole list and I bought everything for an additional meal. So not only did they give one out of their classroom, they got to do a second because I even bought the turkey Aww. because I have the ability to do that now. I didn't. And I vividly remember what it was to tears streaming down my face. My baby's going to have Christmas dinner. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was the only way it was happening. Yeah. And that's, and that's the thing is that the village isn't always easy to access. No. But sometimes we can find it and sometimes we get to be it. And that's so special. And we get to teach our kids how to want to be Santa. My little girl is too young to know it, but you better believe when she figures it out, when she reaches that point, I'm going to reach back to when you were five, you were Santa because you needed to get canned corn. I love that. That was our timer. That was, that was epic. <laughs> that was the best outro we've the ever done. Best timer timing. <laughs> okay. It ended on canned corn. Yes. Canned corn. I, I like it. I like the canned corn. It's canned. (sighs) (laughs) Anyway, be sure to continue sending in your episode ideas, your questions, and please tell us about the time that your kid got to be Santa, whether they knew it or not. Email us at childproof at betches.com. Be sure to follow us on TikTok and Instagram. I'm Tori Phantom. She's Mama Cusses. And make sure you're following at Betches Moms, too. In case you hadn't heard, I released a book. It's called Sensation Gwenolathan. I hate you. It's called, uh, we're going to have to explain why that is my response every time you call me TikTok sensation at some point. That's Not for a now. later episode. Continue. <laughs> it is available for pre-order pretty much everywhere you find your favorite books, or you can head to mamacusses.com slash quick dash links. And there is a link right there to be able to buy my book. Mama Cuss is a field guide to responsive parenting and trying not to be the reason your kids need therapy from St. Martin's Press. I've read it. It's great. You should pre-order that. And so you don't miss an episode of Childproof. Be sure to subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to leave us a rating on Apple and Spotify. We love hearing from you. And remember, sometimes our kids are assholes. 
And sometimes it's us. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Childproof is produced by Rebecca Salsmacow and Sean Kilby. Editing by Shannon Sassone. Social media by Lauren Salome. Guest booking by Allie Friedlander. Be sure to follow us at at Betches Moms on Instagram and send us your email at childproof at Betches.com. Thank you to our sponsor, Splash Refresher. Meet the water beverage that loves self-care as much as you. Just because you have to hydrate doesn't mean it has to be tasteless. Splash Refresher makes hydration deliciously easy, perfectly blending refreshing fruit flavors with just a little bit of sweetness, all with zero sugar and zero calories. Available in five craveable flavors, there's a flavor for everyone to enjoy. My favorite flavor is the lemon. The mandarin orange is my favorite flavor. Consider your hydrated self thriving. Find Splash Refresher today on Amazon and Instacart or at your local Walmart, Sam's Club, or Kroger. Betches.